Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Stop whatever you're doing. Close your emails. Pull into a lay-by. Put down that spoon. Stop jogging, for fuck's sake. It's time for News Thing, the podcast. Britain's longest-running and least-shit satirical podcast. Now, bringing you the facts that matter and the opinions that don't, please welcome your hosts, Sam Delaney and Andy Dawson. Yes, that man didn't lie. This is News Thing, the weekly topical news show from the men behind Top Flight Time Machine, which is Britain's, possibly the world's best football podcast. Here, we apply the same sort of thinking and chatter to the big stories of the week. I'm Sam Delaney. And I'm Andy Dawson. Now you say your name. That's it. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) here we are, Andy. Both once again... Divided by a body of water. We are. I mean, the other day I was in Cyprus when we did Top Flight Time Machine and you were in the UK. And today I am back in the UK and you are in... The Isle of Wight in a small village called Braden. I spend as much time as possible um, in the Isle of Wight. For tax reasons? On the original... Yeah, on the... uh, Like the Rolling Stones. I can only actually be on mainland Britain for 60 days a year. Um... Do you look at? Do you follow Jagger on Instagram? I've seen some of his his work. Yeah. Oh God, he's really been going. Have you seen some of the the comments that he leaves on his kids? Um, he's got a young son, I think. No, and he, he leaves he leaves get... comments on his son's Instagram, and they're all like sort of like really embarrassing dad type comments, like "Wait to go, son," and like thumb emojis and all that sort of thing. Uh... And like I think there was a one recently where um his son was sort of in the in the ocean somewhere or something. And Jagger, um, Jagger left a comment something along the lines of "Be careful." <laughs> <laughs> well, Proper dad stuff. The thing is, people, not just Mick Jagger, but humans in general, they post things about their kids, to messages to their kids on social media to demonstrate to their other friends on social media that they're good parents. But what they're actually demonstrating is the reverse. Because yeah. if you're communicating with your children via social media as opposed to directly, then there is a flaw. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think anyone was ever thinking that Jagger would be up for Dad of the Year award. Uh, he's been having a lot of fun on his Instagram account recently, and I can heartily recommend it. And I always, I, I, try, I never communicate with celebrities on on social media because it's embarrassing, right? Uh, unless, like, you know them or it's started up. But, but uh, Jagger, I always post messages <laughs> of encouragement to. 
because he's like an old man trying to still have fun. I always post on most things he does. Go on, mate, go for it. I say that about much like the sort of messages he posts to his son. I always do it because he's always just, I like him because he's a pensioner, but he's still got a lust for life. Yeah. He'll land somewhere like Helsinki for a gig. And rather than just sit in his hotel room being grumpy or ordering room service or speaking to his accountant on the phone, he always says, just touch down in Helsinki, five hours to the gig, time to have a walk around and see what this city has to offer. And I'll always write, go for it, mate. Because I think that's nice. You know, he's still got the energy and energy and the curiosity to, you know, go out and explore new places. Do you um, think that he's sort of sitting there waiting for validation from Sam Delaney? Yeah. Whenever he, he puts an Instagram post up, he sort of keeps checking it, checking his mentions. He's got, yeah, see. and he's like, where's Delaney? Oh, 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 where's Delaney? Oh, here he is. What's he said now? Oh, oh, oh he said, he said I should go for it. Oh, he's a good man, Delaney. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably let him take over when I leave the stones or when I die. I saw Mick Jagger <laughs> once in person in a branch of Habitat uh, uh, in Kensington. Well, it would be in London, one of the most it? bourgeois places you can imagine. Yeah, Andy, if you can imagine that in your mind, I, I don't know. I don't think you've got I the capacity can. To. No, a tiny northern yeah. mind. Just, just imagine a really nice bourgeois furniture store in one of the poshest places on earth, Kensington. Anyway, I was in there because I was killing time for a meeting, so I thought I'll have a browse around Habitat. And I was, I was wandering about. It was good, good like, or oh, I'm going back a good twelve years at least. And it was the middle of the afternoon on a weekday. Yeah, I hear a familiar voice, and I look round, and it's Mick Jagger. And I've gone, it's bloody Jagger here in Habitat. And he had an, ass- he had an assistant with him and he was looking at um, some tidbits and they, they had a member of Habitat staff just with them. Of course. Person, like a personal shopper, which is not a service that yeah. that Habitat usually offer. But I mean, Jagger's walked in, you're going to say, if you're the boss of Habitat, you go to one of your best st- like members of the staff, go and just go with him and do whatever he asks. And I saw him. Jagger's in. And he picked he picked up a small vase, small pot, and it was made, I think, out of ceramic, China, something like that. And he's gone, oh, I like this. And they've gone, oh, great. And he's he's gone to the shop assistant. Can you do one in wood? <laughs> right. And they go, sorry. And he goes, I said, I said, can you do one in wood? And They've just looked and they go, no, it just comes like this. He went, yeah, I know, but can you make me one in wood? And it's like, no, this is Habitat. She didn't say it, but you could see in her eyes, she's saying, mate, you misunderstand what this shop is. This is a chain store. It's all made in some fucking sweatshop in China by children. <laughs> he thinks that he can get anything he wants bespoke. And they say, I'm sorry, it's the only way it comes. So he left without his wooden, his tiny wooden vase that he craved. But it was an exceptional thing to witness. Just like, you know, Rich, famous people go into shops and just think that anything is possible. He, he thinks there's a fella at the back slaving away. So there you go. But anyway, I uh, can't remember how we got onto old Jagger. But, oh yeah, the Isle of Wight. Well, if you want to... Which podcast is this? You, is, is, is is this the news one or the football the, one? It's the news one. It's actually a new one about Rolling Stones. If you go onto our YouTube, the News Thing YouTube channel... Um, which contains all of the great archive from the long-running and much-loved TV version of this show, Uh, you will see a small VT that we made about the Isle of Wight, 
which um, goes a long way to explaining why it is that I am so obsessed with the place. Um, it's the only non-flammable part of the United Kingdom. <laughs> you know, like a lot of the United Kingdom now is highly flammable because of the government cutting red tape and allowing builders and landlords to just make flammable buildings. And it's much cheaper to make flammable buildings. Really? So um, they just prefer to uh, put it... Um, they prefer to make flammable ones because it uh, increases their profits. But... At, 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 as a result of that, a lot of people, most people, are at risk of being set on fire at any moment. Like where you're sat now in your house in Sunderland, it could go up like a tinderbox at any moment. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But the reason I'm here at my mum's in the Isle of Wight, it's not flammable in the Isle of Wight. Because it was the Isle of Wight was built in the 50s by an eccentric billionaire. Fuck, who really? Who dreamt of a non-flammable, a completely, uh, what, an island that was impervious to man's oldest foe, fire. Right. Yeah, and so he built it at, entirely out of flame-resistant um, products yeah. and materials. And that's why I feel so safe here. Is it coated in some kind of sort of like non-flammable liquid or yeah, something? Yeah. That's, resin? Yeah, it's, there is some resin, um, but that's just one of the things. I mean, it's a lot. Basically, you can't have anything flammable here. I know it. Look, I know you're looking at me on FaceTime. It looks like wood behind me. But you look, You're in a, a wood cabin of some kind, yeah. It's a special type of non-flammable wood. Anyway, listen, go on to uh, if you go onto our YouTube channel, you'll see a better explanation of it than the one I'm offering here. Let's get stuck into this week's news. No deal Brexit. The government are issuing their challenges to these nightmare scenarios about what would happen if we if we basically walk away with no deal from the EU, which was always has always been painted even by people in the government as like a doomsday scenario but now it's like their their bargaining position their negotiation position with the eu is we don't want a deal now if you don't want a deal why are you even at the table in the first place you're wasting your time it can only be a bluff you don't go to an estate agent say i want to buy a five hundred thousand pound house but my opening offer is nothing because haha i don't really want to buy the house anyway just don't bother walking into a estate agent in the first place yeah, you know, it's it's like, you know, on Deal or No Deal where they've got two boxes and the, the contestant's got the box they chose at the beginning and they open it up and it's the last one and it's for one pence and it could yeah. it could have been 250 grand, but that's the other one. And yeah. It's one pence. It's like, it's like what they, they're just they're taking their fucking shoe off and then just smashing the box up with their shoe. <laughs> it's like, we could have had one pence, but fuck that. I don't want one pence. I'm just going to smash it up instead. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. But it feels quite exciting at the same time because there's that potential for chaos, which I'm quite thrilled by a little bit. You're now looking forward to that in a perverse way, aren't you? Because you in a know very that... very perverse way indeed. Yeah. Well, because it's because you personally, your attitude is I'm all right, Jack, because you, of course, buried all your sausage rolls in thermos flasks around the woods in, in the Rothbury, no- in the northeast, and cl- close so... to where Raoul Mort died. Yeah. So you're just like I don't care. Let the rest of the country burn. And then, of course, I've got my sanctuary in the Isle of Wight, the only non-flammable place in the UK. Flame-proof sanctuary, yeah. Which hopefully will be impervious to any kind of Brexit fallout. And uh, so we're kind of okay. But it is scary. Dominic Raab is the sort of stooge who's been kicked in front of the cameras to tell people, don't worry, no deal will probably be all right. But I saw some clips of him sort of talking about it. 
and his forehead, which, by the way, is enormous <laughs> and tremendously shiny. It's one of the shiniest surfaces you could ever see. I mean, you, can, you could do your own makeup in it if you wore makeup. I wonder if it's flammable. Certainly. Unless the shine is from a non-flammable resin. I don't uh, know. The resin of but the Earl of White, yeah. He might, re- yeah. he might have his wife or his butler resin his face every morning um, yeah. to protect him from flames. I don't know. Uh, fireproof me. Um, <laughs> Dominic Raab is not only a very able statesman, he is also the British government's first completely non-flammable <laughs> minister, Secretary of State. <laughs> and that's why we're so lucky to have him. I defy flames. Anyway, he's got his, I mean, literally, you could look at him and use him as a mirror in the morning to do your face. Yeah. Um, it was sweating profusely, which to my mind is a tell, <laughs> a telltale sign that he is like bullshitting. Shitting it. Yeah. I, my forehead, I don't know about your forehead, but my forehead will start to sweat if I'm telling someone a load of old bullshit. So dead giveaway. Mm. Mine was sweating quite a lot this week, but that was because I was on holiday oh, eating yeah. lots of hot, hot meat in a, in yeah. a hot country. Well, that could but be the explanation as well. He might have eaten a lot of hot meat before he went on air. If he did, Maybe. I think he's getting the wrong advice from his spin doctors. <laughs> and he wants to think about changing that shit up. Like, uh, sir, you're going in front of the BBC uh, to be interviewed by Nick Robinson in 20 minutes. In the meantime, oh. here is a lamb kofta I have picked up for you. <laughs> Extra spicy, how you like it. Do you think I should eat it now or before I've spoken to Robinson about the no-deal scenario? Eat it now. You should never be interviewed on, a, on an empty stomach. Fuck me. <laughs> Um, but um, did you see him talking about the, the sandwich famine that people no, have been no. suggesting is going to happen? This is a quote from Dominic Robb. Let me assure you that contrary to one of the wilder claims, you will still be able to enjoy a BLT after Brexit. Oh, nice one. And he says, uh, and there are no plans to deploy the army to maintain food supplies. See that? No plans uh, at the moment. Mm, Do you know what I mean? Yes, no plans. And he's all right. They're so bloody careful. So do people think that's because we won't be able to get bacon from Denmark anymore? Well, pretty much, yeah. And I suppose you get tomatoes, a lot of the year round, tomatoes tomatoes come from Spain, don't they? Yeah. And lettuces. I don't know where lettuce comes from. I think we do do lettuces here because in Beatrix Potter, Peter Rabbit was always nicking them. Yeah, that's true. It's a very British fucking vegetable, isn't it? Of course it is because it's fucking bland. Bland. It's 90% water. It it offers nothing nutritionally whatsoever. (laughs) We can export them after Brexit to fucking nowhere. Fucking lettuce soup. That's what we'll be living off. Um, (laughs) I'll tell you my Dominic Raab story if you want to hear it. I'd love to. I was hosting a Brexit debate on behalf of Talk Radio. um, And it uh, it was at the News UK building. I mean, you can imagine. It was a horrible experience for me. Anyway... It was a debate, and Raab was one of the people, the contestants, I called them. I was the chair, believe it or not. <laughs> and on one side, you had... You were the quiz master. Yeah, uh, Raab and Julia Hartley Brewer, who is the, uh, who is, yeah, the sort of foaming, lovely, but insanely pro-Brexit broadcaster. And on yeah. the other side, it was the comedian Matt Ford and uh, Anna Subri. Anyway, it was an extremely right. heated debate, as you can imagine. I lost control instantly. And uh, at the end, <laughs> at the end, when I, I wrapped it all up and we were off air, because there was a live audience, but there was, it was also going out live on the radio. 
and I sort of wrapped the whole thing up and then turned to someone like Subri and started going, yeah, I thought that went all right, really, didn't it? Right, and sort of began began my, you know, customary process of self-congratulation um, for being the quiz master of a completely chaotic debate broadcast. Anyway, while I had turned my back to the audience, who obviously I had no intention of interacting with once we'd come off air, there was a kerfuffle. And someone pulled me by the sleeve and said, Sam, you better step in. And someone had leapt out of the audience and charged at Rob. Um, and sh- Rob! Sh- yeah, there was a Rob charge. <laughs> and he was shouting abuse at him for something to do with Brexit because the bloke was saying, I've lost my job because of Brexit. And um, I thought, and someone pulled me on the sleeve, a producer, as if to say, it's your job here to step in. And I thought, I don't know if that's the case. Just because I was the quiz master of this debate. You were off the clock by that point. Yeah, I was off the clock. And I don't see how the personal safety of Dominic Raab is my responsibility just because he happened to be on the panel that I was chairing. Anyway, there's a young researcher. I don't know. You probably know him. He's he's like, he looks like a little choir boy. He's only, uh, he looks about 12 years old. He's the tiniest man on our team, if you can call him a man, uh, called Rudd. And he was closest to Rob other than me. And he was facing, he saw what was happening. So he stood up and found himself standing between a mad, I don't know, a farmer or something, who was worrying about losing his job, and Dominic Rob. Rob shat it. Uh, he looks quite tough, doesn't he, Rob? But he, he really shat himself. He didn't know what to do. Yeah. And then someone stepped out, so a, quite a tall man in a nice suit, stepped out of the audience and grabbed Rob's assailant. Well, this scruff of the neck, quite, you know, quite brutal and said, take your seat or you will be removed from the building. And I then Whoa. I saw, I started feeling more confident then because this bloke seemed very self <laughs> Yeah, you weirded it at this point. He looked a bit yeah. special forces. So I went, yeah, go on, <laughs> just, just sit down like what he said. Right. That was only that was the only point I intervened before that. I was planning on just like shuffling off. <laughs> yeah. You know. Fucking and, uh, cunt. Yeah, go on. <laughs> fucking sit down. Leave Dominic Raab alone or you get some of this, mate. Right. So the bloke goes and sits down. Then I find myself alone with the um, strapping gentleman who had just saved the day. And I looked at him down and thought, this is one of those geezers who's ex-special forces. He probably works in here in News UK um, at the on the payroll of Rupert Murdoch as some sort of special, you know, king yeah. of security. Because I'm thinking they wouldn't have put this event on without some sort of security because these people are high profile politicians i go to the fella you handled that well and he went yes thanks very much some of these people just need putting in their place he was very arrogant and i went so uh what are you then head of security are you xsas something like that and he went no he went i am the political editor of the sun and it was uh what's his name <laughs> i can't remember his name now he's tom got a newton double done tom newton Dunn. he went i'm tom newton Dunn. And I said, oh, I've interviewed you on the phone lots of times. So I'd had him on my radio show countless times, but I'd never met him face to face. And I was like, oh, are you really? Well, well done for that. I thought you handled it very well. But that's the thing. It's the um, it's the breeding, you see, Andy. It's the breeding of men like him. It's better than the breeding of the likes of us. Of, he, of he had men nat- like you. Yeah, he had a natural authority about him. And he gave an instruction. And a man who was clearly of the lower social orders just followed those instructions without any questioning whatsoever. And that's why he handled it so well. Whereas me, and I was just ready to like, shuffle off. 
And I'm not, I refuse to be labelled a coward for my attitude. Um, it was more no. just, I, I'm going to say, I just didn't care about the fate of Dominic Raab. Yeah, but, but you're also had, a coward. Had Rudd and Tom Newton Dunn not intervened in that situation, Tom Newton Dunn and his 34, no, sorry, Dominic Raab and his 34 head would not have had to sat, sit there today and explain the no-deal scenario to the nation because he'd be dead, dead and, of a farmer. And yeah. I do know Rudd. And yeah. it's quite ironic that you could describe Rudd as the human lettuce. Yeah, that's what he is, yeah. That's how English Rudd yeah. is. He's like a lettuce. And that's we'll, exactly uh, what that's exactly what we we'll need. Try and post, we'll try and post a picture of young Rudd on Twitter just so you can visualise him. But suffice to say, this is a lad who wanted to be a journalist. But on the day we did a show about Donald Trump's inauguration, uh, we were all in the pub again, celebrating afterwards because I was self-congratulating myself for my own coverage of the inauguration. So we went to the, we went to the pub, and everyone was there having a high old time of it. And on the telly, Trump had just been sworn in, and I turned to Rudd to ask him if he wanted a drink, and he was crying. And I said, "What are you crying about, mate?" And he went, "I can't believe he's president." And he was sur- it was the wrong content. I mean, yeah, whatever. Maybe he was right to be upset. I'm not judging him. But when you're surrounded by a load of very cynical, jaded journalists in a pub, you're not going to get a good reaction to that. And everyone laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. It's horrible. Bullying, really, isn't it? Uh, It was, yeah. Poor with the human letters. I don't think... I think you you can't allow... I think you can't allow yourself to... um, put so much you can't invest so much of your own emotion in the events of the world can you that you it's no, you're controlling can i just add on the no brexit thing my favorite little factoid that came out of it today uh we're gonna need in the event of a new uh, sorry in the event of a no deal we're gonna need new picture warnings for cigarette packets you know all those oh. graphic pictures of like lungs on fucking slabs because they're and made in europe with their they? fingers hanging off yeah, the They're EU on the copyright of the current no- ones. Yeah, it's probably some some bloke in France does those. It'll be Berlin, I reckon. Advertising company in Berlin, yeah. probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. they're all yeah. fucked. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What's next, Andy? Uh, my main story of the week has been um, something that's been celebrated by a lot of people as one of the greatest achievements by one individual man in recent times. Mm. But to me, has just been a, a pathetic indictment of, of how far that man in question has fallen. It's not Elon Musk. No. It's uh, Pete Doherty from Off of the Libertines. Uh, Pete, Pete Doherty is sort of like Britain's Elon Musk, though, or at least he was. Yeah, he's... Um, what he's done is he's completed a mega breakfast challenge in uh, Margate, of all places, oh. which consisted of 4,000 calories. Mm. Uh, I've got the list here of what was in the big breakfast. Uh, four eggs, yeah. four bits of bacon, four yeah. sausages, yeah. a quarter pound of burger, chips, hash browns, onion rings, some bubble, beans or tomatoes, it says. You get a choice. Uh, mushrooms, two slices of thick bread, and the tea or coffee. And Doherty knocked this back in 20 minutes, apparently. Uh, Jesus. Fucking an onion ring in a breakfast. Yeah, what? I mean, there's a lot of things in that that I don't think have any place in the Great British a breakfast. A quarter pound of burger? No, McDonald's not a burger. don't knock a burger I've seen it done. I've, I've seen it done, a burger, and people seem to think it's something to be proud of. They, You know, a gut buster breakfast with a burger. But it's just not a breakfast food. It's not breakfast food. There's thick, there, there can be a, such a thing as too much breakfast, and that's what's happened here. He's why over-breakfasted. Did, why, why did Doherty do this? Was it was it some sort of art project? I know that Margate is very arty nowadays. Uh, I don't know. I, I think that he possibly knows the fella that runs the calf. It's It smacks of a massive PR sort stunt. of PR-related stitch-up, as far as I'm concerned. Hmm. Uh, I mean, he sat there looking like fucking golem he doesn't look healthy silver tray with all this breakfast on and apparently 20 minutes later he's finished it i'm caught bollocks on the whole thing really you think it was yeah. a stitch up he's reduced to this i mean yeah there was a time um what was it the mid noughties i suppose where he was th- thought of as a you know the, the great hope of british songwriting wasn't he i mean they were a well, very not well my mind he wasn't man. But people did regard them that way, the Libertines, didn't they? They were they were considered. People loved them. Some people. No, I'm not did, saying yeah. they were not really my cup of tea. But now he is reduced to or coffee. He's he's reduced to being um, a hired sort of PR like performing monkey for breakfast a clown. spoon on the south coast on the Kent coast yeah. of all places. Yeah, and uh, the the owner of the calf said. Um, and I quote, we told him he couldn't feed his dog or the challenge was void. He said he'd just spent four grand on the dog and he wasn't going to feed it fried breakfast. He spent four grand on a dog? Yeah. Have you, and have you seen him? He's like some kind of elite level tramp. 
Oh my god! He looks god. like he's just fucking fallen out of a tree. Uh, yeah. So what's he going around spending money on four thousand pound dogs for? That dog better be some kind of super dog that can do somersaults and that. I think you spend more than like hundred and thirty quid on a dog. You've been ripped off, haven't you? Because they're idiot. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I mean, dog it is. How much did your dog cost? Hundred and thirty quid. Oh, that's why you picked that figure out. Yeah. Of Maybe it was K nine from Doctor Who. Yes, Maybe that's what well, it is. if it's it was four thousand pounds, you'd want it to be a robotic dog. At the very fucking least, yeah. That, that didn't foul the pavement and you know obliged you to shits pick fireworks it up. instead. Who who feeds your dog when you're away on your holiday? Um, he stays with my parents. Oh, okay, that's all right. He goes on holiday himself to my parents' house. Yeah, and he, he loves them very much. So it's I bet all he right. prefers it there. He does, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, can't blame him, can you? So, so uh, yeah, that, that's my contribution to this week. Pete Doherty's fucking big breakfast. Um, let, we ought to talk about Donald Trump because two of his ex-staff have been up in court. Uh, this Cohen character has, um, has turned state's, attorn- uh, state's witness in yeah. the investigation into Trump. In order to get a lighter sentence for all his skullduggery, he has uh, turned on Trump and said, yeah, we paid off the prosy and the Playboy model to keep them <laughs> shut, keep their mouths shut. And Trump has hit back by going, all right, fuck it. Yeah, we did. But it wasn't campaign money. It was my own money we paid them off. With. This is where America is at right now. Is that yeah. a president, right, is saying, is getting himself out of trouble by saying, yeah, all right. We paid off a prosy and a Playboy model. Fine. Yeah. Fine. But it wasn't campaign money. It's my business who I pay off with my own money. So why don't why doesn't everyone just shut up and let me get on with running the country? That's literally on, his position. Yeah. And not only that, these are the payments that a couple of months ago he was saying he had no knowledge of. There were nothing to do with him. He'd never heard of them. And now he's saying, yeah, we did it. But, but yeah. you know, I, didn't I only know found about out later it. on. I didn't know about it. But then I, now I do, and anyway, shut up about it because it's none of your business. It was my own money that I paid her off with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, what's his missus saying about this? Don't, I mean, you, you look at put, put Bill Clinton into perspective. Bill Clinton, right? Fine, he got noshed off by one of yeah. the work, by one of the interns in the White House, and that mm. wasn't good. But at the time, you know, people were like, "Oh, he's got, to, he's got to go." He's got to be impeached. He was close to being impeached, wasn't he? He was impeached, but they found him not guilty. They found him yeah, to be okay. unimpeachable. Yeah, they found yeah. him unimpeachable. But that was just one blowy in the Oval one, Office, right? Uh, and it everyone happens. says, everyone says, oh, what about Hillary, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay, I'm not defending Clinton, but Jesus, blow me, as they say. <laughs> you know, this president is openly saying, and his, his wife, what's she got to say about it all? Well, I think we'll find out once he's not president anymore. I think we'll find out what she's got to say you, about it. Hey, Andy, do you think he will get impeached? There's there's um, congressional elections coming up. And if yeah. the Democrats take, you know, the, the Senate and House of Representatives, yeah. then there's every chance they will have a good, you know, they will start proceedings to have him impeached. But I think, I, yeah. I think America's bananas. I don't think that America is going to elect a load of Democrats to the uh, con- to Congress. I think that they will carry on voting Republican. I think the b- no, worst seem... things get, they're quite mm. happy. All the people yeah, who voted I'm... for him are happy because he, as far as they can see, he's delivering on what he said he would, which is to shake things up 
and he's certainly yeah, doing that. Drain the swamp, and yeah. I mean, and meanwhile, he was... he's t- the way he's taken on foreign powers and all the rest of it. Do you Even know what I mean? He hasn't. He hasn't <laughs> really, he but hasn't. he's he's done a great job of appearing to, hasn't he? Here's a quote from his interview with Fox and Friends uh, this morning or yesterday morning, and I was I was like Fox and Friends. It sounds like it's some kind of like Channel Five puppet show, doesn't it? Yeah, Do you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. On Set Channel Five's milk on in the milkshake milk strand, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Fox and Friends. So he was on now there it's being time interviewed. For Fox and Friends. See what his woodland <laughs> adventures bring us this week. And today's guest in Fox and Friends is Donald Trump, who <laughs> sailed up the river on his on his log raft. And uh, he said, uh, I don't know how you can impeach somebody who's done a good job. I tell you what, if I ever got impeached, I think the market would crash. I think everybody <laughs> would be very poor. And then he pointed to his head. <laughs> and then he pointed to his head and he said, because without this thinking, you would see numbers that you wouldn't believe. Ah. But, in rever- but in reverse. <laughs> no. Well, you got to admit, Andy, that is a chilling prospect. That's the kind of thing that his, his supporters are just going to go, fucking hell, you know what? He's right. He's right. He's right. Because it's like what he said he would do, but then when he's impeached, it's all going to go in reverse. Reverse the mechanism! <laughs> but the thing is, imagine, it's a bit like Johnny Ball used to do, think of a number. He's saying, think, yeah. imagine a number, all right, now think of a number that is impossible for you to imagine. All right, I've thought Ooh. of one. I've, yeah. I've thought of a number that's impossible it's, to think of. It's All right. All right, now reverse it. Ah! Oh! My mind's exploded. All right, I'll vote Republican. You convince me. My other favourite bit about it was uh, when he was talking about the um, the Michael Cohen confessions because he pleaded guilty to eight different counts. Mm. And Trump came out and said, two of the counts weren't even crimes. <laughs> so you've got you've got you've got a court in the United States manned by judges and lawyers and the finest yeah. legal minds out there. Cohen has confessed to eight counts. Uh, they're they're happy with this. They've accepted this. But Trump says the two of them weren't even crimes. So I think they need to look at them again. Yeah, they should. But the thing is, when he says these things, the the, the reason he keep he continues to speak such shit is because it works. He thought, if I yeah. say something's not a crime, then it's not. I mean, it's like yeah. my son, right, who's six, he might hit his sister in front of me, right, in plain sight of me. And yeah. uh, I go, she goes, oh, he hit me. And I go, why'd you hit? And he goes, I didn't. I didn't go, do I it. Just didn't saw you, I just saw you do it. Yeah. No, you didn't, because it didn't happen. And sometimes that works on me. <laughs> Prove it. In a way... <laughs> I'm like the American electorate. I'm like the American yeah. public. I'm the embodiment of it. And he's my Donald Trump. Because yeah. if he just sticks, I don't... In the end, I just shrug and go, yeah, all right. You know? Prove it, shithouse. I mean, yeah. I'm just easily worn down. <laughs> Before we go, though, I've got some news yeah. without news. Some more headlines. Oh, yeah, go on. Yeah, tell, go me, on. tell me Mark's I'll out of 10. Them. Yeah. Hong Kong doctor killed wife and daughter using gas-filled yoga ball. I'm going to give it an eight because I usually don't like sad stories about murder. Yeah. But I am so fascinated about the gas-filled yoga ball that I would have to find out more. I'd probably skim bits. Yeah, it is, yeah. Just enough. Uh, Here's one. Mum thinks her house might be haunted by a spunking ghost. And people are agreeing with her. 
<laughs> ten. <laughs> ten. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Uh, gay goose and swan in relationship for 18 years could be immortalised. Uh, nah, they've told me the whole story. Yeah, it's all there, isn't it? If it I thought you were going to say could be immortal, then I was about to give it a 10. That, yeah, definitely. But, but no, if they're not immortal, then I'm not interested. Three. Yeah. Three. Finally, um, woman says mouse stole 14 bags of Watsits when boyfriend denies eating them. <laughs> yeah, I'd give that a solid eight because it sounds like a good ruse. I mean, There's certainly it's the sort of thing I'd do. You know, if they were, yeah. you know, I don't know if anyone's ever has anyone ever hid food from you. My wife hides crisps now. No, nah, no one can any, hide food from me. She, she tries to like not have things like crisps in the house because she knows me yeah. and the kids will just scoff them and then not eat our tea, and then. But sometimes there's crisps left over from something like, say, if we've had people around for a barbie, you might have some crisps out. Or if the kids yeah. have had a party, there'll be some crisps out. And there's often crisps left over. She'll bloody hide them from me. And then I well, I will go mad like a junkie, like Zamo yeah. when he was licking heroin off the toilet floor Fuck that yeah. time, looking for the crisps. And then I'll find them and I'll scoff them. And I will sometimes make up a lie or try yeah. to bullshit that I didn't eat them. And, you know, you try various things. Don't you? you say it was a ghost. You say it was the cat. You usually blame the kids. But this is a new one. A mouse is quite a good idea. So I'd probably read it just for that. You could combine two stories there together. And next time you steal some crisps from... Did you eat them off the floor, did you say? I have was done, that yeah. With the I have done. You've eaten them yeah. off the floor. You could just blame them on a spunking ghost. Spunking ghost mouse. Yeah. <laughs> Where are those crisps I left on the floor? Oh, yeah, about that. There's this, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's this spunking ghost mouse that's been hanging around. And um, I saw it gobbling them up. Yeah. Well, where's where's its mouse spunk? Its ghost mouse spunk then? Oh, I wiped that up. I didn't catch it quite in time (laughs) to stop it eating all the crisps. But then it disappeared back to, you know, the afterlife. And there was just that what is that what ectoplasm is then? Is that is that ghost mouse spunk? Yeah, if you wanted because to you really, can't... if you really wanted to make this lie stand up, you'd eat the crisps and then spunk <laughs> on where they were, <laughs> and then you'd go, "Look, that mouse has been here again, eating all the crisps." You know, like a six pack, you'd have spunked in, yeah. wanked into the six, uh, the empty six pack. Yeah, food for yeah. thought. It is definitely, yeah. I think we should probably leave it there now. Yeah, okay. Um, All right, this has, been, this has been news thing. It's been wonderful. Um, <laughs> you, I've been Sam, he's been Andy. Follow us at News Thing on Twitter. And if you want to hear the story behind News Thing, you could look up the piece I wrote in The Guardian, which features Andy in a prominent role. Uh, and, it tells, <laughs> Just, yeah. and it tells the story... Uh, it was in this weekend's guy. It tells the story of, uh, of how News Thing came about and its rise and fall on RT UK so uh, Google that and you might find it funny Um, we'll be back next week with more stories and in the meantime you can of course listen to our wonderful award winning football podcast Top Flight Time Machine through all the usual channels right Andy? That's quite right yeah it's quite an empire we're building isn't it? Yeah it certainly is mate love you everyone bye 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 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.